Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by Geek Vibe Nations. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to give our live trailer reaction to Mutants. The new trailer was released today. We're going to give our Golden Globes reactions, and then we're going to have a little fun with the Oscars. The nominations are coming out in just a few short days. As always, I am joined by my partner and co-host, Jacob. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Oh, to an actual hold on, Jacob. Again. Hold on, Jacob. I'm sorry. Well, I would like to be. I'm joined by my co-host and uh, uncut gem stand, Mr. Jacob. How are you? I I, I apologize. I forgot to. Thank you. Put Thank you. Okay. The, now that I'm now that I'm properly introduced, I am glad to be back doing an actual episode again. Um, you know, we've been pushing a lot of stuff on the website. I hope everyone's been keeping along. But it's time to start talking about some movies again. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, last night. I mean, before we kind of dive into our Globe reaction full force, I thought it was a very good, like, it was a very good show. Like, it was a, it was one of the first award shows that I really kind of enjoyed from start to finish that, I mean, other than the TV stuff, because when I was watching, like, I literally did not watch any of the TV shows other than Barry. So, like, that was the only show that I really watched through and through last year, I think, that I felt like I could acknowledge and then like it didn't win anything so i just got mad because i was like that's the only show i watched so it should have won all the awards like and i think yep. i think you're on the same page with me last night and you know what i had a lot of fun live tweeting from the music city um drive-in pod uh twitter uh account as well yeah no i, I completely agree i mean i'm the same way uh if for me with the tv stuff i was like oh barry's up Oh, Barry lost. Oh, oh well, that's the only one I cared about. I mean, that, <laughs> exactly. that was just me, like, the whole time with the TV stuff. But, I mean, I know some of the TV stuff, some of it I really do want to get to, but just haven't had the time, haven't had, uh, you know, haven't had the want to really get to it, especially with all the movies coming out and everything like that. So maybe I'll hit on some of those, but I probably won't. Yeah, the thing is, like, I really want to watch Succession. Like, I watched, like, two or three episodes yeah, like, once, Succession. and I was like... This is awesome, and then it's just like award season kind of came, and then my entire existence is consumed in watching movies, watching a lot of movies, and watching even more movies. So it's not that – you're right. It's not that I don't want to watch some of these shows, but at some point between now and probably like five years from now, I might sit down and watch them. Yeah, just sit down <laughs> and just binge like the entire season. Or the entire series, actually, and then just get it out of the way. Be like, oh, you know, I, I, I feel glad that this won it now. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was uh, talking on a podcast once and talked about how awful watching every <laughs> single one of these TV awards win. And you know what? It's so crazy. I will say this, and, and I don't want to get in trouble for this, but, like, so I had never – I've heard about Fleabag in the background here and there. You hear about how great it is. You see it on Twitter from time to time. So – I was like, you know what? I'm going to go look up the synopsis of Fleabag. I went and looked up the synopsis of Fleabag, and I was like, that sounds stupid. And I'm like, oh my god, it's winning all these awards. Don't get me wrong. It could be great, Jacob. It could be. I'm not saying it's not. I'm mm -hmm. just saying the synopsis did not reel me in like other TV shows could. Yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, the, the, some of the best TV shows, some of the best movies are like that, you know, that have that kind of synopsis of uh, like this doesn't seem great and then ends up you know being great just so. like the grudge man like the synopsis <laughs> was awful and the movie was just so fantastic oh gosh i i feel like i need to go see that but i don't i really do not want to i, I do have my review up and i'll just say a quick thought about it look the first hour and a half of the movie was so bad 
And it was just like, I saw a couple people on Twitter like, you walked out at this point. I'm like, you really missed like a good last 15 minutes of the movie. I really enjoyed the last 15 minutes of the movie. Like more so, I, I'll, I'll say it like this. I wish the last 15 minutes of It Chapter 2 was as good as the last 15 minutes of The Grudge. I mean, that's... But how was how was the first like hour and a half leading up to it though? Of the Grudge? Yeah. One of the worst movies I kind of been to see. See, that's where you start getting to that part of it. <laughs> oh yeah, like literally, like it was like a half a star movie until the last five minutes or fifteen minutes, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna rate this one and a half now just because the last fifteen minutes is good. So. <laughs> All right, folks. All right. Like I said at the beginning, we are going to dive into the Mutants trailer. Uh, this segment is obviously brought to you by NashvilleNoise.com. Head on over to NashvilleNoise.com for all your latest in music, movies, fashion. I mean, they cover it all. They have so many different things. They covered the uh, fashion from the Golden Globes last night. I clicked on the link. Cotty had a fantastic link going for that, updating it pretty regularly. Kind of like what we did, but fashion-wise, I thought it was pretty neat. Jacob, do you have the trailer ready, sir? The 20th Century Fox Canada trailer <laughs> is pulled up, and I'm ready to go. Smart. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, and play. I didn't realize how loud I was whenever I say three, two, one. Like, I don't know why I'm screaming. <laughs> it's all good. Look What's at this. The thing you remember, Daddy. I remember the last thing was two years ago when the first trailer came out. The reason you survived is because you're a very Who is that? Guy. I forget who that is. Anybody important? Uh, I don't know any of these people. Well, I, well, I know so. like some of the actors, but not anymore. None of the characters. Do you know what mutants are? Yes, Jacob. He's a mutant. Would anyone like to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. It looks like the girl she could play in uh, Adam's family. Sam? See, I think I think they're doing this part to make up for the two-year gap. Isn't that the dude from Stranger Things? Yes. My girlfriend. Okay. It's like every trailer we watch anymore is a guy from the person from Stranger Things, isn't it? One by one. I do love her. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think Dude, she what is she to see. What do you think, Jacob? Uh, I mean, just like the first one that came out literally two to three years ago. I thought it looked good. Um, 
you know, I think the the one thing, especially with the superhero movies, the one thing, because I was talking to someone else about it, the, that they need to do is they need to start doing new stuff and start doing different stuff. And I think this is definitely a different take that they need to do. Um, and so, I mean, I liked it. I don't think it's going to be good, but the trailer <laughs> looked good. I don't think it's going to be good. I like that. To be honest with you, like, I, I watched it, and, and I'm not sitting here and say that I'm just absolutely floored by it, but, I mean, it's, it's got me intrigued, obviously. Um, for me personally, I kind of liked it. I, I, I don't think it was it's anything that's going to knock my socks off. But at the same sequence, like, I am okay. Like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, the trailer, like, I even texted you earlier. I was like, you know what? It looks pretty good. It looks very watchable. And I will definitely yeah. watch it. And I definitely think that it has potential to be solid. You know what I mean? I think it has potential to suck. Oh, but for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to take that away from it yeah. either. It really does have pot- a lot of potential to be terrible. I I, I I released uh, I released my most anticipated movies of the year article today, and I had this as one of them because I feel like if this movie hits, it will be such like a revelation of you know going to production hell and getting out of it and actually making a good movie out of it. But if it misses, it's just gonna be like why was this even made when it could have just been canned you know two years ago and so i'm actually i mean i'm really looking forward to it either way something's gonna be come from it yeah i totally agree it's gonna be one uh one of two ways it's gonna be the really good to a point where like this is a triumph this was a comeback this was you know we're talking about it for uh, you know months to come we're going to get a sequel to it we're we're following all the protocols to it well see i don't know if we can get us i think it's a fox so i don't know know if we can get a sequel to it because i don't think it's under the the disney uh the disney x-men whatever Hmm. even better so i just said a lot of things for no reason (laughs) (laughs) i like it i think it looks okay i'm pretty excited for it um i have not released a 2020 um you know what I'm looking forward to, but I think at the top of the list would be Tenet. So that's really the only movie I care about coming out right now this year. I wish I could watch that movie right here, right now. Um, I would literally just jump off the podcast with Jacob and go watch it because I want to see it so bad. See, I'm I am really excited for Tenet, but I do have I did find I probably should have added it to my list, but I did find you know six or seven more films where I was like. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's come. Oh, that's coming out this year. Oh, oh, okay. So, Tenet's actually falling down my list a little bit. I still am really excited for it, but I think the big thing for me is like you never know what's going to come out like that second half of the year until the second half of the year. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many movies that you know are going to hit the festival circuit in August and September and October that we don't know about yet. And those are the kind of the movies that you – I mean you and I really dive into. We have we have contrary to belief on Twitter and sometimes our text messages, we do have very similar taste in movies Yes, 80% and of the I time. And I will say – I will say right now I put it on the post. I put it on Twitter. I'm trying to get it out everywhere. A year from now, we will see Sasha Baron Cohen get Oscar nominated for The Trial of Chicago 7 if Aaron Sorkin uses him in the right way. I love Aaron Sorkin, so uh, I I'm putting that out there now. He's playing one of the most bombastic, eccentric people in history. Just loud and really all for it. And I'm 
that's I mean that go look at the post, but that's my number one of the uh, most anticipated. But I'm telling you, Sasha Baron Cohen will be Oscar nominated. Anchor is a one stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's a hundred percent free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. If he's used in the right way. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, I think Sorkin's a, a phenomenal writer, so I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, folks, so Jacob and I, we stood up last night. We live tweeted from the Music City Drive-In pod uh you know, Twitter account, and we gave our reactions, but we want to kind of give Moby, Moby, <laughs> Moby, maybe a more in-depth conversation about some of these awards. And we'll start with Best Original Song, which was won by Rocket Man. Uh, Jacob, give me your thoughts, because I'm going to go, I don't know, cry. Um, I, I re-watched this again the other day, and my gosh, it's, what a fantastic film. Um for me, I didn't realize that this was Elton and Bernie's first ever Globe win together. And upon hearing that, any other song would have been a shame just overall. Um, especially if it's from Lion King or... <laughs> or Lion King. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that they finally got, you know, their first one. And it was a movie about, you know, their relationship, really. And so I'm excited to get to see Taryn... Uh, future Oscar nominee Taryn Egerton <laughs> on stage with uh, Oscar winner Elton John singing the song. Yeah, to be honest with you, that was such a cool moment um, for me is understanding they got to share that moment together was absolutely beautiful and the right person won. It made my heart happy. Just one of those, it was one of several very good moments during the Golden Globes last night. So um, <laughs> we'll transition into Best Original Score, which just makes me extremely happy because you know what hildor she is the love of my life uh, no um her score was beautiful <laughs> majestic it was terrifying i'm so happy she it is so insane to think that she is the first solo woman to ever win the globe for best original score no, yeah, I, I, I'm actually really happy for Hilda here. Um, you know, as I've said, as people know, 1917 is my probably my favorite score of the year. Um, I think it's the best score of the year. Third but best. Joker is Joker's way up there. Um, and I just think I'm really glad that Hilda got it because I do think that Thomas Newman will likely win the Oscar. Uh, Joker will probably get nominated and that'll be great for her and her career but I'm glad that she got her you know her moment here and got the win and you know got to go up and speak and it was you know it was it was, it was really touching I mean it was a great it was a great moment for her a great moment for the movie really yeah I agree 100% that transition to a uh, the biggest slam dunk and easiest prediction of the movie of the night you tweeted out Missing a funny... <laughs> yeah, that was not that one, but man, that was a shocker. Um, but foreign film, um, 
to be honest with you, I, I thought you tweeted something funny last night. He's like, if you do not have at least one win, win, one win right now, you are just, I don't know, I don't even know what. But Parasite yeah. won for best language, foreign language film, should have won, hands down, not even close. Not even other, any other film is in the ballpark of that film, so I'm very happy for it. No, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think with with Parasite and Foreign Language, this was the first film award that was actually announced. And if anyone started 0 for 1, like legit started 0 for 1, was it like, a, oh, no guts, no glory, I think they're going to give it to Portrait of a Lady on Fire, yada, yada. You know what? Even if you did put a no guts, no glory for something else, just stop. Stop <laughs> covering anything. Stop. I'm looking at anything you're, you're done when it comes to award shows because this was the easiest lock maybe of the past decade um it was the easiest lock of the 2020s i know i oh that much you just went on on big but, uh, time limb but um i i just want to i really want to see who got second place because that's who i'm more interested in i'm more interested in to see if it was the farewell or portrait of a lady on fire because I really think those are the two who were in for second place. But I mean, first place there was there was absolutely no competition. And I'll tell you what he said something last night, and I and I somewhat felt like that man was talking to me. And I don't want to touch too much on it, but because I think I'm going to write an article about it. But in his speech, he said, "Once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many." Uh, more amazing films and I thought two things about that his the um, the god I don't remember her name right now and I feel awful because she was so awesome last night um, his interpreter um, she basically made it more harsh than what he said apparently and I love that because she just kind of laid down the law and to me it, it couldn't be more true because it changed that movie changed my life and in certain ways and i'll probably write about it but it was a phenomenal film and and that statement was bold and and it was a very true statement to the entire world not just filmmakers it's 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 a statement for filmmakers it's a film it's a, it's a statement for you know the every actor out there it's a statement for the academy like it, i think it's a big time statement for the academy jacob I, I I agree, and it's really nice to hear that because you know I've been talking to Reiki about you know foreign films. I had to take a foreign film class uh, for college this past semester, and every time I heard him, all I heard was you know I I'm not good with subtitles. I don't like subtitles, and so it's really good to hear that like it, it can help. I know if it can help you know you do it. I know it'll help other people sort of branch out and realize. There's a whole world of cinema that it has films, honestly, has films just this good, if not better. I mean, I don't even think for me personally, I don't think this is really even South Korea's best film. And so um, I think there's so much there's so much more world of film and cinema and what film means for people around the world. And I think that that one statement was kind of a wake up call that we need to start branching out more i agree 100 um transitioning into best animated feature i cannot believe the lion king won oh no sorry Whew. um god if the lion king would have won i probably would have turned the telecast off jacob i would have oh yeah i would have I, I been done it would no 
nothing. And I think I think the reason that the missing link won is because the Lion King was nominated. I, I totally think agree. That I think that they were like, oh, well, we nominated an animated film that was pegged as a live action film that's not even being pushed as an animated film. So let's give it to the only film that was not a remake, not a uh, reboot, not a sequel, and let's just call it a night. And I I know Missing Link absolutely bombed at the box office, (laughs) but I think... They've had a strong FYC campaign, though. They've had a strong Mm -hmm. FYC, yeah. I think this could really help, and I'm I'm hoping for either this or I lost my body. I'm really hoping for I lost my body. Yeah. But I'm hoping for this or I lost my body to win at the Oscars. I agree, 100. percent Transition to I personally feel like um, uh, you didn't even write a reply. Oh wow. Yep. That's <laughs> for saving, best screenplay for now. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, Jacob. What were your thoughts? Um, you really went in depth in this article, man. As you can tell, I have zero thoughts. No, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I The one thing that I'd said from the very beginning, you know, I wasn't as high on Tarantino's direction. I'm not as high on this film, maybe as Ricky is, maybe as other people are. Mm. But the writing, I did think the writing was very good. I thought the whole, um, you know, trying to like, this movie really makes the audience make decisions and I really like when a film does that and they don't they don't sort of just throw everything out. They make you make decisions. And the biggest thing was with, you know, Cliff Booth and his wife and this and that. And I really think it makes you make a decision that can really impact the entire movie. And I think Tarantino is such a good writer just in general. I think he's always been a much better writer than he has been a director. Um, I'm really surprised. I think I had marriage story or parasite i can't remember but i'm surprised that one of those didn't win uh i mean marriage story and netflix just in general got shafted all night um but i'm really surprised to see one of those didn't win and i think this kind of opens up to because marriage story parasite and once upon a time are all original screenplays and i really think this is going to open up the oscar um original screenplay to where it's not just marriage story versus parasite but it's Mare's story versus Parasite versus Once Upon a Time versus maybe Knives Out could sneak up and do something. I think this I think this one really opens a lot up. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think this is going Tarantino's gonna win the Oscar hands down. I, I've um, I have been a very big uh, I'm I'm not a pro Tarantino guy. I think that there he has a lot of uh, just okay films to me and I think this, uh, and I said this. It was it was a beautifully written script. The script had a, a very beautiful, amazing depth to it, and the layers of different genres within it. Um, there's so many scenes that I think of when I think of this film, and and every time I've watched this film, I, I have I've fallen more and more in love with this film. That I truly feel like you know. I think I ranked it number four in my top ten movies of the year, and. And on my last viewing of it, I was just—I I kind of walked away, just blown away. It, it, it's just an amazing film, and it, it just—I it, don't know. I—I I, I don't even like. I don't even like. It just—I love the film. I think it's great, and I'm very happy for Tarantino. And I really do think that he's going to win the Oscar. See, for me, for me, I think that Parasite is going to win the Oscar for best screenplay because I'm going to do the transition. 
I think Sam Mendes is going to win Best Director. And I think that this win uh, for the Golden Globes was not only justified, but it's one of the best wins that I've seen in a while. Because what Sam Mendes does, did, I mean, what Bong Joon-ho, what Martin Scorsese, what Quentin Tarantino, what they all did was very well. And you could see that in any year. But what Sam Mendes did, making a one-shot film about war inside and outside, um, in day and night, I mean, you have to create a full 360. You can't do just the 180 that most people do. You can't have the background be nothing but camera crew and people, you know, the lighting has to be on point. You have to have everything set up because you're going from inside or from outside, you're walking into bunkers. All the lighting has to be set up and has to work perfectly. And then you're going back outside and then you twirl around and you show a full 360 degree landscape that what he did is one of the most like ingenious, incredible things that I personally have ever seen from a directing standpoint. It's a marvel this movie even exists. So for me, obviously, I was I was shocked. I mean, this one kind of floored me. I think he would have been my third or fourth option in my head of who I thought was going to win this award. Um, to me, I'm not going to say anything bad about it because you know what? To be honest with you, I think him and him and Bong should be one and two, and I honestly don't think anybody else should be close to these guys. I mean, they both directed. <laughs> in my opinion, in two amazing films. I can't wait to... I've been very hesitant to watch 1917 at the house. Um, I will revisit it at the house in the future, but it's coming out in theaters this weekend. So do us a favor. Please go see this film on the biggest screen possible. I want people to support this film. This film is a beautiful cinematic experience like you will never, ever feel in your entire life. And let me explain one other thing. Don't believe anybody that says anything bad about this film until you go see the film. There's people that are just saying bad things about this film because they have nothing else better to do with their time. This is an amazingly shot film. It's a beautiful film. The score is amazing. George McKay gives gives one of the best performances of the year. Um, I can't talk enough about how great this film is, and I and I can, and we will talk more later about it as well. But I, I don't want to. My personal opinion, I don't, I wouldn't vote for him as best director. But at the same time, I am very happy that he won because this film is amazing, and I'm thankful for this film. I am so thankful that I got to sit in the theater and witness this beautiful, majestic film, and I can't wait to relive it again inside a theater in the biggest screen possible uh, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly, it, it really is just a, a marvel of a film. I mean, you look back at some other one-shots. You look back at Birdman. I think Birdman is one of the best films of the past decade. But when you look back is at Is it Birdman, in your top eight? Well, that will be, we'll find that out later. <laughs> um, but one of the, one of the, um, one of the things about Birdman is Birdman is all most of it is inside and it's closed off. So you don't really have that 360. You still have the 180 that you're really supposed to have. And I think you see shots in 1917 where he starts on the left and then he pans all the way around the character and there's no crew there. There's no 
you know, the boom operator, everything who's supposed to be there has to move with it. And it's just, it's so really poetic and just like, it's just, it's just incredible how it, it was even pulled off. Like to have this movie actually in theaters is just, it's just incredible that that happened. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. I heard I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast and and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio on there, and he told a funny story about they were talking about uh, they were talking about 1917, I think, and maybe like Birdman or something like that. But I, no, 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 they were talking about The Revenant and they were talking about directors and Alejandro got brought up and uh, DiCaprio said uh, Alejandro originally wanted to make uh, The Revenant a one shot film, and which you can see. Because he does a lot of long shots. Yeah, and he said that he realized really fast how hard it was going to be because of the elements around them and what they had to go through. And See, and that's the thing. I think that's why I think that Sam Mendes is going to win Best Director. Because the thing, the thing is, the director, everything in the Oscar, for people who don't know, are voted by people who do that job. And so Best Director is going to be voted by directors. And people are going to sit there and they're going to see the film and be like, I could probably never do this. Like, this is just incredible that it's done. And so that's why I think it's going to win the best director. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. And again, I can't say anything bad. And that's a transition into Netflix's only a win of the night and uh, mm-hmm. best supporting actress for Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Um, I wavered back and forth. I ended up picking Dern, and I didn't realize I picked Dern until I sent you a message to remind myself to go look at my votes because we were trying to see who was going to win the night, and uh, I went with Dern. And I was surprised because I thought for sure this was going to be the J-Lo night only with Dern going and winning the Oscar. I think it would be pretty crazy if J-Lo ends up winning the Oscar and like this was yeah. flip-flopped. I think it would be hilarious. Um, but to be honest but... with you, I be, to be honest, completely honest with you, I don't think that this is a Dern Lopez race at the Oscars. I think this is a Dern Robbie race at the Oscars. To be honest with you, I, in my opinion, this is a Dern versus Laura Dern <laughs> race. It's. I mean, it, she's been sweeping everything. She's going to continue to sweep everything. It's this year when it comes to best supporting, you know, male and female. There's winners and there's everyone else. And Laura Dern, I sh- I went with J Lo last second. I should have gone with the hot hand, um, but you know she's she's she hasn't lost much. She's not going to lose much. She's going to win the Oscar, um, and deservingly so. It'll be her first Oscar win uh, in her third nomination, and so you know she'll she'll get the win. I think she deserves it, and I should I just. To me, I should have gone with the hot hand. Then I would have beaten Ricky instead of tied with him. Ha ha. And then we're going to transition into, I think, the other Oscar guarantee victory. And that was obviously the win for Brad Pitt in Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think Dern and Pitt will be hand in hand. They will be presenting awards next year at the Oscars, and I can't wait to see it. Um, Brad Pitt gave his uh, best performance of his entire career in this film. In Ad Astra. Um, and no, sorry. It, his his pr- second best in this one. No, I think his best performance of his career is in this film. Um, I just think that it was just an amazing performance, and there really isn't much to say other than Brad Pitt's going to win the Oscar. So. No, yes. Brad, Pitt, Brad Pitt's easily going to win the Oscar. And I put, I put in my little snippet that this is his – 
you know, it's his second best performance of the year, in my opinion, but it's still better than 99.999% of actors' first performances. I mean, this, it's, it's something unlike he's ever done. Um, you know, you can tell with that Astro, you can tell with uh, Moneyball, you can tell with, you know, even 12 Years a Slave, he does those more nuanced and kind of subtle characters doesn't really have those moments of really breakout aggression and he kind of has that in this too but it's in a much more confident and charismatic manner um and that's what i really liked about brad pitt here to me he was a standout of the movie and he's not he's not gonna lose what is interesting though is that i've talked with ricky about this i think you know, of course, I think Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and Brad Pitt, I think they're all locks. But I think those last two spots have really opened up for someone to come in and sneak in and take those. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I think that there was a lot of opportunity for things to happen, and I think we'll, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit more later. And I can't wait to talk about it because it, it really is kind of eye-turning uh, to see the uh, performances. Um, another slam dunk award-winning last night. Um Best actress in a comedy or musical in one of the worst categories I've seen since Johnny Depp was double nominated for um, for The Tourist and for um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, Aquafina won for The Farewell. Whatever. She look. This is this is where I get to come in and talk. She's was amazing. The film was amazing. Ricky still needs to rewatch it. Um, you know, I, I, for a second there, I thought Ana de Armas might've pulled out the upset, but then when I really thought about it, I mean, Aquafina really did give one of the best female performances of the year. I'm glad <laughs> she won. She was the first ever, you know, person of Asian descent to win the best actress comedy musical. So I think that's so, you know, revolutionary in that moment as well. I just love her. I love her so much. Loved her speech, everything about it. Yeah, so uh, the next award that we're going to talk about is the best actress in a drama. Um, <sighs> this is where you can say whatever, move on. You know, Renee Zellweger won for Judy. I'm going to be very upset if she wins the Oscar because it's not deserving. I would give this award to. I would give this award to Scarlett. I would give it to Ronan. I'd give it to Theron. I'd give it to Eurovia. I'd give it to Aquafina over Ronel Zewiger. So let's just move it's on. It's just, it's it's so crazy that, you know, the best actress performance of the year is not being nominated for this, but so be it. Um, like I said, I haven't seen Judy. I can't really speak too much on it, I can. but. I wish I wish Scarlett would have won. Honestly, I wish Charlie's would have won. I wish Sersha would have won. That's who's that's who's someone I wish you know would win, um, because I know she's been there so much and she hasn't won. And so, you know, her performance is love. It's riding it's riding a wave. Um, who knows if it'll crash or if it'll ride out to Oscars? But I guess we'll find out in a little over a month. For sure. Time to transition into not a very surprise. Another one to me that wasn't a surprise at all. Taron Egerton winning for Rocket Man. Um, if you have watched or followed anybody in the world of um, award season, you have seen not one single person campaign harder 
and then Egerton. And to be honest with you, it's really pathetic that he's got a campaign so hard because Paramount is stupid and releases this film in the worst time of the year. Um, I don't know. Egerton, I thought, was going to win. I went Murphy just because I had no... I just really wanted Eddie Murphy to win. But Egerton had his moment. Hopefully it leads to a nomination um, in the Oscars because it's deservingly so. I think he belongs in that five. Uh, I think he is number five if potentially he is going to get nominated. He's going to battle with several hard individuals to get in there. But Egerton had his moment. If he doesn't get nominated, at least he has this moment. The kid's a star. I'd watch Rocketman 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 for all I care at this point. Um, see, I disagree with you. I think you know. I think this performance does have globes written all over it. But I think even more so, I think Eddie Murphy's had it written all over it. I think Eddie Murphy just is a, a globe-type pick. Um, and then behind that, I'm surprised, you know, Leo just didn't win based off name. Um, I, I mean, thought he gave Taren a better performance. Was so, a third I mean... place. Taryn for me was a third place or was, a, you know, in the third spot that I went with just because I went with my gut on this one. And I'm so glad it played off. Um, he gave he really did give one of the five best performances of the year. And he really is campaigning you know, his tail off him and Adam Sandler are the two who are com- campaigning the most out of anyone who I've seen. Well, at least the right person is uh, getting nominated. And so, you know, I think Taron Egerton, I really hope he rides it. I know he's, he got the, uh, what did he got the critics choice, right? Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's hitting, you know, he's hitting his stride again. And so I hope it stays, um, and continues until all the way until the, uh, Oscar nominations come out next Monday. Uh, transitioning into one that I am very happy um, to see one, uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, best actor in the drama. Hands down the best performance of the year. Um, it's not even remotely close. I know Jacob feels otherwise, but for me personally, um, I'm very happy with this win. I hope this is a tale on his way to an Oscar victory because he deserves it. Um, and to be honest with you, I, this is, this is my, this is for me being just 1000% honest. I wish Marriage Story came out in a different year because Adam Driver deserves an Oscar. He does. Like, don't get me wrong. Adam Driver deserves an Oscar for his performance in Marriage Story. He just doesn't deserve it against over, uh, over Phoenix. And I, I know you feel differently, but the thing about it is, is, is Driver would run away with the Oscar if it wasn't for Phoenix. And Phoenix is going to win the Oscar. I don't think there's anybody else that's going to stand in his way. Um, and it's and it's deservingly so because his performance is, is just hauntingly beautiful. And I love his speech. He seems so awkward on stage. He like... Um, I mean, he didn't know what to do. I mean, he generally looks surprised, which was surprising to me. But I mean... I just don't think he likes... And he no, he doesn't. He was very weird like about it. He was very awkward. I mean, he got his joke out of the way about how pompous and you know the award show is and and the competition, quote unquote. But um, I loved it. I did. I loved his performance, and I love that he won. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I love Walking Phoenix. For me, I wish he would have won for a different performance. I wish he would have got the win for uh, for Walk the Line that he deserved. Because he really deserved that there. I wish he would have got nominated and probably win for her. Um, but I mean, he, he he really is. He's one of 
the best actors living today. And so if he gets the Oscar win, you know, good on him. He deserves it. Um, I still am pulling for Adam Driver to get it. But Adam Driver, he's only been acting for nine, ten years. And so he's got a whole career ahead of him to where I know he will be nominated again and again and again and again and again. And he will get his win in due time. I agree. And transition to another no-brainer. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won for Best Picture in a Comedy Musical. This was a this was the easiest pick as well. It, it just there's nothing really to talk about here. No surprise. Um, it's the best film in the category. It should have won. And yeah, that's all I've got to say. I I I was thinking and I was hoping for a Knives Out or a Rocket Man kind of sneak out out of nowhere. Um, but I mean, when you look at it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's all. That's the only real kind of Oscars best picture, quote unquote, film of the bunch. And so I agree. It really wasn't no surprise. Um, you know, it, it it is a great film. I think it's weird that it's in comedy musical. I agree it's 100%. Not, yeah. not very comedy film to me, but so be it. It was there. It won. It's funny because it. you have... You have the five in Best Picture. I think JoJo may be the only film that might get in that in that final. I don't think it's going to be ten. I think we're looking at probably eight again, but I don't think it is. But then you look at Best Picture in a Drama, and I think all five of these are nominated for Best Picture. Um, two see, posts, I still, I, two for me, I still be, see, I still have Knives Out um, yeah. potentially getting in. I, I just don't think there is. I, I don't. They've never gone ten. I don't think they're going to go ten. They might go eight. They might go nine. But for me personally, I think JoJo has a better chance of uh, of the rest of the crew there. And then of course the. To be honest with you, once Mendez won Best Director, this didn't surprise me. Not one bit. Like when they nineteen seventeen won Best Picture, I full wholeheartedly would have wished I would have picked this because if somebody would have told me Mendez was winning director, this would have won Picture. And um, I, I can't really say anything else about this film that I didn't say earlier. So, crap off to a great night. Um, two big award wins. I think it was a big night for 1917. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood positioned themselves in the right category for themselves to have a big night as well. So, I think the Oscars are going to be fun. I do think that they are a little more predictable in certain categories than what we thought um, with several locks like we talked about. I think supporting actors, supporting actress are both locks. Um, you know, I think that, you know, obviously foreign films a lock. There's not too many because I think that the, like, original score is going to be a great battle. I do think you're right that I think Newman's going to win. But I do think it could be a lot of fun with the double Newman yeah. and... Of course, you have Hildor, and then of course you have Michael Abels, who I think are four of the five that are going to be potentially nominated. So, see in that in that same vein, I do think you know I think supporting actors a lock. I think supporting actress a lock, but in both of those, I think we only have one to maybe three performances where I say, okay, these are locked for nominations, and then those last two performances are the ones where. You know what is going to happen. Yeah, I agree, um, and that's what I'm excited about because we talked about how are we going to talk about the Oscars. The Oscar predictions are coming around the corner, and that's why, for me personally, I thought it would be a little bit more fun. And what we're going to do in a few minutes is we're going to talk about who we think or who would we like to see, maybe who we think is going to be in, and, and stuff like that. 
Rumble, a fast-growing short video platform, is now hosting weekly contests for citizen journalism. Went up to $15,000 in the next 30 days. Inviting all walks of journalists, news, opinions, talk shows, entertainment, sport reviews, fashion trends, and so much more. Whatever your area is, Rumble has something for you. Visit rumble.me forward slash contest to register. That's Rumble without an E at the end. Or write to journalist at rumble.me. See you there. You know what you guys fun exciting news to talk about the website. We're kicking into the new year um, Kind of give the audience here what we what they can expect Now today and then in a couple weeks and maybe even a couple months from now Okay, so Ricky and I have been working hard on the website um, If you go to musiccitydriving.com, you'll see up at the top uh, There is now a music city drive-in 2020 schedule if you click on that it is just going to show really our tentatively what we're trying to do on each episode so that you guys can keep up with it and try to have more interaction when it comes to the podcast, when it comes to, you know, Twitter, when it comes to the website in general. Um, you know, the schedule will continuously be updated. But for right now, we've got it set up through January and through a little bit of February. Um and then we also have, if you look right next to it, our 2020 Oscar predictions, um, best picture, best director, actor, actress, all the way down to even, you know, visual effects, sound mixing, international feature, documentary feature, everything that you could want is up on there. So if you go over, click on there, you can find out all of our uh, decisions and what we think is going to happen come next Monday. Yeah, I agree 100%. We've got a lot of moving pieces on the website. Within the last um, you know, couple days, we've released a lot of articles. I released my grudge review. Uh, Jacob uh, launched his uh, most anticipated movies of the year. We both um, asked you know, the Oscars, hey, do us a favor, insert these guys' nominees. We've updated um, our 2020 Oscar predictions on the site, and I think it's awesome. Jacob has done, and, and I'm not going to take any of the credit for how the website looks. Jacob has done a phenomenal job and I can't thank him enough for what he's done to the site because it looks beautiful. Um, you know, having somebody that that is is equally as excited as you are about the uh, about this change, about this potential that I think that we both understand and share. It's very exciting. It's very fun. It makes it even more fun. Like even last night we were both tweeting from the from the podcast Twitter and I had no clue what he was saying. I really wasn't looking back and then looking back a little bit afterwards, I was like, man, these are funny. This was great. I had a great time. You know, he had the you know the website going at the same time with the instant reactions. And then, you know, I was running an article at the same time. He was running an article at the same time. It, it was this award season has been so much for more fruitful than I could have ever imagined. Thinking six months ago, I didn't even really know who Jacob was, other than we talked on Twitter, I think, um, a little bit here and there. But here we sit today, we've got a fun podcast, we've got a website together, and it's been a fun, you know, t it, it is time consuming. We both have jobs, he goes to school, I've got kids, the whole works. But at the same time, it's very rewarding to see other individuals come to our site, visit our site, uh, communicate with us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Um, all these things, you put them all together, and it's a great time. And I can't thank Jacob enough. I can't thank the listeners enough. I can't thank the readers enough for everything that you guys bring to the table. Because, you know, without you guys consistently going to the website, Jacob and I are, here, are having a blast. But we have 
ideas of where we want to take this to the next level and and we want to take it to the next level with you guys and again thank you so much for all of that guys yeah, I completely agree. You know, and this is this is just something Ricky and I wanted to do with the first podcast of the new year, um, just to kind of let you guys know where we're going and the tra- the trajectory is up, and it, I mean it's looking bright. I agree a hundred percent, and that's going to transition. Like I talked about, like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Oscars. We picked the, probably the main five categories. You got director, actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, and we're really just going to go through these kind of semi-fast and kind of give you who we wish would be nominated and who we think has maybe, you know, maybe it's not just wish, maybe they have an opportunity there. And and obviously, Jacob, I'll let you kick us off with uh, Supporting Actress. Okay, so for Supporting Actress, um, you know, I I really still want Zhao Shuzhen to get in. Um, oh, you know, I loved her performance in The Farewell and... I just seeing her go around, you know, she wants to meet Al Pacino. She wants to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. Let her meet them all at the Oscars and let her have her moment. Um, Cause I really do think she gave one of the best supporting actress performances of the year. Um, for me, the big one for me, I think is uh, I really want Florence Poe. I think she's going to get in, but for me, I think I'm I'm on the Kathy Bates Richard Jewell bandwagon. I think that she has a real strong chance at sliding into that fifth slot. I think it's it's weird. I think the four, I think Dern Lopez Robbie and Pugh are all shoe ins for nominations, but that last slot is very up in the air. And I could like Sazuji, whatever that would be a cool story. I'm, I'm down with it. it. It is what it is. But um, when I was kind of looking it over, I'm just like, man, this category is just. It's not the strongest. It really isn't, guys. Like it's just it's it's kind of whatever. And to be honest with you, I was to the point where I, I said once upon a time I was like, ah, Shazu's in, whatever. I don't care. But to be honest with you, I'm good with it. Make it happen. Let's do it. Like let's make it happen. Make Jacob happy. Um, but if it's in the expense of making Jacob happy, um, so Adam Sandler doesn't get nominated, I'd be very happy. So uh, I had to throw that in there. Um, yep. For me personally. Um, transitioning into supporting actor, um, to be honest with you, I just I just want Shia LaBeouf to be nominated. I know Jacob's on the same page as I am on this one. His performance is absolutely beautiful. It's mesmerizing. Sasha Stone um, wrote an amazing article today at awardsdaily.com. Check out the article because it's amazing. There's He was on a podcast with... Um, um, who was in, who was that podcast with Scott Feinberg? Scott Feinberg, a fantastic episode. Very, I don't know. Just I don't understand why we are not talking about this film enough. Almost great direction. The screenplay was beautiful. Shia LaBeouf should be a shoe in. He should be a shoe in. Um, we should be considering him one of the locks and to be thinking that it's a a very good potential that we might not see him called Oscar Morning really does hurt my heart. It, it blows my mind. For some reason, I still think there's going to be a shy surprise on Monday morning when supporting actor comes. But it blows my mind that he's not in the conversation because when you hear about it, everybody loves this movie. Everybody loves Shia LaBeouf's performance. I mean, Scarlett Johansson said last night that Honey Boy was her favorite movie of the year when the question was, what was your favorite movie of the decade? And so... You know, I people love this movie and people love his performance. It really is 
it just it's it's crazy to me to think that no one is really talking about him and that's why i think he's going to get you know a surprise come oscar morning where you know likely it won't happen but i hope i hope it does you know shia labeouf he didn't he didn't just give one of the best supporting actor performances he just didn't give one of the best male performances of the year i truly think he gave the best overall performance overall supporting performance you name it i really think he's his performance is absolutely mesmerizing it's miraculous it's like i said with 1917 it's a miracle that film was made it's a miracle this film was made and it's a miracle shia labeouf was a part of it and it's a miracle shia labeouf's even around and i really think that uh i really hope that he does get in that i i posted an article the other day about my one oscar play and it was it was really about shia labeouf because um, if you look at him not only just this film but over the past decade i mean he started off the decade with you know wearing a bag over his head saying i'm not famous anymore and finished it with you know nothing but love in his heart for not only people but for his family and for his father as well and so you know it's it's shame that he's not being talked about but i really do hope he gets in yeah i agree 100 percent, and that's that's the the perfect segue for for actress and i think i know where you're gonna go here but go ahead and go here anyway <sighs> You know, to be different, because I feel like you're going to go the same as I'm going to go. And so to be different, I'm going to say something different. Um, and you're not going to like it, but I do hope Aquafina gets in. Um, that's what, That's exactly what I expected, so. Well, see, I was going to go Lupita Nyong'o because I think she gave the best female performance of the year. And I really hope she not only gets in, but I hope she wins it. But going something different, Aquafina, I hope she gets in. I think her, you know, that perfor- that movie isn't as good as it is without her performance. Um, <laughs> I really think, gosh, I, I mean, for me, I really believe that. I really think that she kind of elevates the film um, and just that internal struggle of, you know, I know we're doing something wrong, wrong. We're doing something wrong, but we can't say we're doing something wrong. Um, I think that whole – I think the character was written so beautifully because it basically was Lulu Wang writing about Lulu Wang. And I think there's so much kind of depth and just beauty behind that performance. Yeah, to be honest with you, mine would be uh, Caitlin Dever for books – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was about to turn off the Skype recording. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, mine's Lupita. You're right. I mean, to be honest with you, not even, like, her not even being nominated hurt my feelings yesterday. <laughs> like, listening to them go through all those and her not being nominated was stupid. Um, let's be real. Like, I want the five, to be honest with you, I want the five to be Johansson, Iago, Ronan, Theron, and Aquafina. And I wish Zellweger would be left out, but we don't live in a world where that's going to happen. So... Just give me give me Lapita and I'll be a very happy man. And then it's going to transition perfect into the next next category, which I, I'm just I really would just like to skip to be honest with you because you're going to say something <laughs> funny. The next two, the next two, Ricky's going to absolutely hate me. You're just gonna you're gonna say something stupid. I'm going to get mad. I'm probably going to just 
hang up on you and then the, the, the podcast is over and to be completely honest with you i don't have anybody to add to this i, I really don't I, I i just want joaquin phoenix to win the oscar and whoever's nominated i really don't care as long as it's not adam Sandler. okay so perfect so i can i'll get two um my first one is i hope taron egerton gets in I yeah that's the only one you get nope that's the only one you, get. you only got one Okay, then if I only get one, <laughs> then I hope that Adam Sandler gets in for giving not just an absolute God. standout performance, but really one myself. of the best performances of the year. I just want to kill um, myself. <laughs> that movie is so terrible. Like, I just, it, I feel bad because I know how much you love that film, and I know how much, like, I just can't, I, can, I can't resist my urge to just be like, Jacob, like, I need you to wake up from this bad dream that you thought this movie was good. Like, he gave a better performance in Murder Mystery. Like, I, I wholeheartedly I believe that. Movie, like, I've seen this movie in theaters four times. Oh, my God. And I'm going to go back tomorrow and see oh the fifth. I cannot. It's, I mean, this film, it's know. like you're on an acid trip watching the film. And I feel like I'm. it, it is a drug. And I just love taking this drug and i love just going and hopping on and just nominated i hope robert de niro gets nominated i hope anybody but uh you know what just because of your love for adam sandler i hope robert de niro gets in over egerton that's how i feel right now take that oh that's fine but i i love this movie i love adam sandler in this movie i hope not only that he gets in but transition Josh and Benny Safdie get in for best director. Never gonna happen. Um, but good call. I, I, I'm actually, you know, they're doing DGAs tomorrow. They like to go off script with the DGAs. Never gonna happen. It would be really cool to see <laughs> Benny and Josh Safdie get a DGA nomination. If they don't, I'll probably throw this one out the window. But um, I mean, look what they did last year with Paul Pawlowski. Uh, getting in for Cold War, I mean, you know, some of the directors like really going off tilt and what Benny and Josh Safdie do, not only them, but this photography, I mean, everything in their direction is such a chase and it's, you're, you know, you're chasing the characters, everything's so close up and so you're chasing everyone across the the film and it's so just incredible. I mean, the film is incredible in general, but I think their direction really elevates it um just as well hey jacob i need you to shake your head three times if you are trapped inside uh, something that you don't want to be saying if there's an alien please <laughs> just shake your head three times okay thank you everyone i've seen the movie with has loved it okay Ricky's so the only one i've so, seen the movie with that has not loved it so let me explain something to you guys to it would be an utter embarrassment of the oscars to nominate probably like my 80th favorite film of I don't even know if it made the top 80, to be honest with you. I mean, give me Scorsese, give me Tarantino, give me Sam Mendes, give me Todd Phillips, give me James Mangold, give me Bong Hive, give me Merrill Harrell, give me Greta Gerwig, give me Noah Baumbach, give me Tom Hooper, give me Red Johnson, give me Casey Lemons, give me Terrence Malick, give me Melanie Masukis, like, give me Edward Norton, give me Jordan Peele, like, give me Anthony and Joe Russo. Like, give me anybody but... Give me John Favreau. I mean, that's how serious I am right now, okay? That's 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 it. Um, but to answer the question, um, who I would like to see... 
Um, the one person I would like to see that's not going to get is not going to get it is Alma. Um, that's not going to happen. But to be honest with you, the one person I would like to see is James Mangold for Ford versus Ferrari. That's um, what I thought you were going to go with. Um, that to me is a phenomenal film that not enough people are talking about. Um, I love that movie. I did. When I saw that in theaters, I was blown away. I wasn't – look, I love Christian Bale. I am a Christian Bale fan, and I will scream his name at the top of the roof because I think he is a phenomenal actor, one of the best that we've ever seen. And I love Matt Damon. Matt Damon is just kind of Matt Damon. Matt Damon's best performance of his – probably his entire life. But it was a phenomenal film, and – I can't believe it's getting lost in the proverbial shuffle. I think that for me personally, I think that Mendez in 1917 is really what the competition to Ford versus Ferrari is. And that's why I think Ford versus Ferrari kind of gets put on the back burner a lot. And maybe that's what it is. But I really feel like five years from now, we're going to watch Ford versus Ferrari and wonder why it didn't get more love and i mean the thing about it the best actor award like the wrong person was nominated yesterday like that's how i i mean i strongly feel about mm -hmm. that but for four versus ferrari is going to be the first man of this year yeah i i don't disagree yeah i can i can 100 percent agree with that i mean and it's you know it's a great film and i loved it it, it made my top 10 and i think it's an, a beautiful film and i love it a whole lot so that was fun to talk about i really tried to resist my urge to like throw up because I was a little more okay with you, you talking about. <laughs> I was more okay with you talking about the uh, Safety Brothers than I was about, um, you know, Adam Sandler murder mystery. So, folks, do me a favor. Head on over to our show sponsor, GeekVibeNation.com. Check out all their stuff over there. It's fantastic. Give them a follow on Twitter at GeekVibesNation. Um, our other show sponsor. Go follow Nashville Noise at Nashville Noise. Also follow. Um, Cody Hallwell at Cody Hallwell. Check out their website, NashvilleNoise.com. Obviously, check out the MusicCityDriveIn.com. Follow the show pod on Twitter at MCDI Pod. Follow Jacob at MCDI. Speaking underscore one Jacob. second. Speaking about MCDI Pod, we are going to be doing a Battle of the Decade Challenge. Oh, I completely forgot about this. Yep. Um, For some reason, I thought you were going to announce that while you were talking about the website thing. I don't know. Oh, I well. Well, let's announce it now. Okay, deal. You guys can tell we are very, uh, very head on on what we're doing right now. <laughs> um, but so while I let Ricky pull up his picks, um, so Ricky and I are going to be doing a Battle of the Decade I'll challenge. I'll have my picks ready. So uh, um, this will be on the MCDI Pods Twitter. Uh, we're gonna do. We're we're gonna talk about right now a top fifteen. And our top eight are going to be making it into a bracket. Uh, this week we'll be doing, you know, my my one versus his eight, his eight versus my one. Or uh, my wait, wait a minute, hold on, time out, time out. Are we doing that right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm not even. I'm not even prepared for this. Oh, you're not. No, not even in the slightest bit. I thought we were announcing okay. it today. Okay, well, I guess he forgot that we announced it uh, in our last episode as well. But anyways. <laughs> and you know what the best part the about this entire thing? The, I'm just not even going to – I'm not just going to – I'm not even going to edit this out just because I want people to hear how <laughs> stupid we are and how like we are all so in sync on 98% of the things that we do and we're just like not – like I literally just thought we were announcing this to the world today. And for some reason I didn't okay. remember that we did announce it to the world. So 
You're welcome, America, for me screwing this up for you guys, okay?